And uh, here, Major League Baseball has submitted a proposal for an abbreviated 2020 regular schedule. Here to talk about that and other things closer to home, specifically Hamilton, Rick Zamprin, sports director at 900 CHML, our sister station. Rick, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Before we get to baseball, I want to talk about the CFL because Hamilton Ticats, you know, they've got a big following, a loyal audience in Hamilton. Um, according to the CFL commissioner this week, it's doubtful that the season will go ahead. And that has a lot to do with their ask for $150 million in Ottawa last week. It didn't go over so well. You want to talk about that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, this is... Uh... This is a tough time to be a CFL fan. Not only are you, uh, you know, uh, thinking about a, a season of no football, but there's a lot of worry that, you know, what is going to happen if this season doesn't progress? Can this league still survive in places like Hamilton, which has one of the smallest uh, population bases to draw from, even though the GTA is still you know, uh, multi-million people, but the Toronto Argonauts, I know MLSE is very deep pockets, but are they willing to, uh, you know, continue to pay the freight uh, if there's no football and if there's no fans in the stands? So there's a huge question mark over the CFL. I think Commissioner Randy Ambrosi really misstepped when he asked for what amounts to a $150 million bailout. $30 million for this season, $150 if the entire season and next year were scrapped. So, yeah, the, the CFL and all the players and all the people employed by the CFL are in a sticky wicket right now. All right. Well, um, also, I heard that he was pressed on, what do you mean you don't have enough money? Many of the owners are very wealthy. Why can't they open their purse strings? Great question. You know, when you think about um, NHL lockouts from years gone by, uh, the 94 MLB strike, uh, NFL labor strife in the 80s, the NBA going through its labor problems, each one of those leagues and each one of those players associations had a war chest. They had funds in reserve that they could dip into in times of labor unrest. The Canadian Football League just does not have that. The revenue stream is not as strong as those other four sports. Um, do they have a little bit of a side? Yes, they can. They can dip into maybe uh, you know a, a few million dollars here and there, but not to the tune of 150 million. But Commissioner Ambrosi should have asked for a loan as opposed to a bailout or a handout to offer up uh, a payback system of just offering. Uh, you know, anti-bullying initiatives or, or other programs of the like, the league already does that. There's no monetary value really behind that because it's already being done and even already being done by other leagues. So the CFL really, I think, stepped on its own landmine and is now trying to pick up the pieces. Okay, we're hearing that uh, the NFL are preparing to play their 2020 season as scheduled. They've got increased protocols and safety measures for all players and personnel and attending uh, attendees that they're going to be putting in place. When they say attendees, they couldn't possibly be thinking they're going to have uh, football in front of people, like an audience, uh, people in the stadium. Do they? Well, they have not said either way whether they're going to play in front of empty stadiums or in front of full stadiums. Uh, I think they're moving ahead with the mind frame that the stadiums will be somewhat full. Um, let's face it, the NFL does not start until September. So they are really the only sport right now compared to baseball, basketball, and uh, and hockey that has time on its hands. So the NFL season uh, they can continue to plan. They can continue to have their off-season social and physical distancing programs in place. 
But come September, when the games are going to begin, if 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 we're not done this wave or the you know the, the suggested second wave is about to begin, I can't see people being in the stands, and I I really can't see football players being on the field unless there is proper testing in place. And if we can get everyone tested, that's players, coaches, officials, a broadcast staff who are going to be there. Um, then I think everyone involved will be much more comfortable to move ahead. Uh, speaking of moving, there are three California teams that would have, uh, it wouldn't be too difficult to move them to other stadiums, they're saying. The reason why is that different uh, states are in different forms of uh, stages of lockdown right now. And as far as uh, Los Angeles County is concerned, they're expected to remain in lockdown through July. And they want to get on with this season. So could you see them moving teams out of their state into other states so they could play the game? Definitely. And this has been talked about with uh, whether it's the NBA or, or NHL uh, to pl- or even MLB to play uh, games or, or in maybe a, an entire season or the rest of the season in a neutral site or neutral sites. Uh, the, the National Hockey League has talked about you know, hosting games in Toronto and Edmonton and Vancouver, uh, in places like Colorado, uh, in Dallas, um, where facilities, they not only have the facility to play the game, but they also have hotel rooms that they can utilize, practice rinks that they can utilize. And that's the same thing with baseball. They've talked about, uh, you know, using not only home ballparks in states that don't have as strict physical distancing measures, but using uh, spring training facilities, a.k.a. the Toronto Blue Jays, and there's two points to this. Number one, yes, they could play in Dunedin, Florida. But if the border is still closed to non-essential traffic, the Jays would be stationed in the U.S. because teams can't visit them. They can't visit teams. So that's another you know, tidbit of info that fans should be looking at. Major League Baseball has submitted a proposal for an abbreviated 2020 regular season. And according to multiple reports as of early Monday, owners approved plans for an 82-game season and an expanded 14-game postseason format. The full details we don't know yet, but uh, they are expected to be with the Players Association um, as early as uh, in their hands probably today. So they'll look over those. Um I want to get your take on if you think that the Jays will be included, because this could be good news for them. Yes, the Jays will certainly be included in that. And basically what happened yesterday is that the Major League Baseball ownership group, uh, led by Commissioner Rob Manfred, basically presented not their complete plan, but most of their plan or their proposal to the Players Association. It was about a three- or four-hour meeting yesterday. They uh, chewed on a lot of things, including an abbreviated schedule, a universal DH in both the American League and the National League. It's only in the AL right now. Uh, expanding the active rosters up to 30 uh, players, having a 20-player taxi squad because Major League Baseball's minor league system is completely shut down so they can access some of the talent down uh, in the minor leagues. Having four more playoff teams. Uh, but the big sticking point here, and it always is, is money. Back in March, the Players Association agreed to a prorated a contract system because they're only going to play 82 games or who knows, it might even be less than that. They agree to, yes, we'll, we'll prorate our contract. So if you're earning $10 million a season prorated, half of that would be five. Now what the owners are proposing is a 50, 50 revenue sharing plan, which major league baseball doesn't have. The NFL has it. The NHL has it. And uh, the NBA has 50, 50 revenue split. Uh, the players aren't on board with this proposal because it will mean less money for them as a whole. Um, But if they want to play ball 
and they have to obviously make con- some concessions. Are they willing, are the players willing to uh, give up a little bit more cash just to play ball? Rick, we I was talking about this um, with regard to hockey players, and some of them are saying they're not really interested in continuing on with the season because they don't want to be away from their families that long. What are we hearing with baseball players? The other thing to consider, too, and this goes, yeah, with baseball, hockey, basketball, you name the sport that has been, uh, you know, canceled <laughs> or postponed. Uh, think about playing for the Ottawa Senators. You have, you know, 10 or 11 games to go. You are well out of the playoff race. There's there's no hope. You've already been eliminated. Why is a player, whether you're in North America, Canada, uh, or Europe, why would you want to play the last dozen games of a season knowing that it doesn't mean anything other than you know receiving a paycheck for the last couple of weeks of the season? But yeah, a lot of these players, uh, a lot of these MLB players are thinking, am I going to play half a season? You know, I've, I've, I've been with my family for the last several weeks since spring training was scrapped. You know, I, I'm kind of comfortable now. You're hearing this from a lot of the older players who are kind of, you know, in the twilight of their careers. Uh, they might just stay retired or say, you know what, I'm done playing ball. One of the sports that I uh, said would be a no-brainer to start off while we're jonesing for some entertainment are the athletes, the four-legged kinds, at uh, Woodbine. Apparently, <laughs> Jim Lawson, CEO of Woodbine, is saying he's targeting uh, harness racing to begin Friday, June the 5th at uh, Mohawk Park in Milton, followed by Thoroughbred Racing on Saturday, June the 6th. This, to me, seems like um, it's going to be, you can put it online, you can put it on various forms of uh, different mediums, and you can run the races. And I think that Thoroughbred Racing can exist while we're in the middle of a pandemic, and I I can see the province uh, giving the thumbs up to this sooner rather than later. What about you? Without a doubt. If there is proper testing in place for the jockeys and the trainers and everyone else involved at Woodbine and at other facilities, other racetracks, then yes, huge green light because horse racing is built for this. Yes, there's nothing like being at the track and hearing the rumble of the horses going down the stretch. It is a feeling like no other. It's almost like being at the racetrack or the the Canadian Grand Prix. But the fact of the matter is, Horse racing has evolved so much so that you don't have to be there. You can watch it on a screen. You can still bet while watching it on a screen. So this pandemic, it's horrible to say, but it's tailor-made for horse racing. Yeah, this week, uh, Woodbine announced that jockeys are allowed back at the back stretch. They've got strict safety protocols in place to breeze horses on Wednesday and that the gate school would begin as well. And uh, we spoke with Jim Lawson, and he seemed like he was ready to go, and that seems to be the message. It's just all about the province now on whether we're going to be able to uh, see the horses start racing at Woodbine and Mohawk. I want to thank you for your time, as always, Rick. It's a pleasure having you on the program. You got it anytime, and stay safe. All right, you too. That's Rick Samprin. He is the uh, sports director from CHML 900, our sister station in Hamilton.